Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is Views from Mid Street. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. You're listening to the Views from Mid Street podcast, your home for all the Carolina Panther stock that you need, ladies and gentlemen. Do us a favor. Make sure, if you have not already done it, that you like and subscribe to the Views from Mid Street podcast wherever you find your podcast on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Apple iTunes, or for free on the Odyssey app, subscribe to Views from Ministry and don't miss an episode with Lonzo and Rob as we move through the rest of the season. So the next question is, and I think it is very much a fair one, what is next for the Carolina Panthers after the firing of Matt Rule and Phil Snow? Where do we go from here? And I was I was trying to think about the last couple of teams that fired their coach midseason. And the last two, I, and I'm not saying I missed any. I was doing this off the top of my head before we dropped the pie. The last two I could think of were the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants, right? Eagles and the Giants. The Eagles made the decision to pull the plug midseason on Jeff Lurie. Jeff Lurie got canned because things were really bad in Philly. What ended up happening after that? Well, they ended up moving on and hiring Doug Peterson. What did Doug Peterson do during his time in Philadelphia? Oh, he just won them their only Super Bowl, right? Now, it got a little sour grapes after that, and that's why Nick Sirianni is there in Philly. But after they let go, uh, after they let go of Jeffrey Lurie, They went on to get Doug Peterson, and they won a Super Bowl. But, but, on the flip side, the New York Giants did the same thing. They let a coach go, and who was their next guy? Joe Judge. How did things go for Joe Judge in New York? Not well. Not well at all. So, it is no guarantee that being the first team, being the first group, to get into the head coaching search is going to lead to success, right? It is it is, it is, is not uh, a guarantee. But what it does do is it gives you the opportunity to spend the most time finding the right guy. Part of the reason that the Eagles hire was successful of Doug Peterson is because after the Eagles fired Jeff Lurie, or excuse me, Chip Kelly, not uh, not uh, they, I fired they fired Chip Kelly, it was Jeff Lurie that fired Chip Kelly. I'll get good at this job eventually. Uh, they fired Chip Kelly and moved on to Doug Peterson, who led them to their only Super Bowl. And the reason why was because they went on and uh, they went on and got uh, now I'm blanking on the whole thing. They went on and they talked to the players. That's where I was going. 
They went on and talked to the players. They spoke to the players. They said, give us the candidates you're looking at. Who do you like? Like, what are you guys looking for in a coach? And they settled on Doug Peterson. Now, I don't necessarily know that that will work in Carolina. Why? Because the players, from what we've been told, are already in on Matt Rule. They were still on board with Matt Rule. We've told the story nine times about them bringing the game ball to Matt Rule after the win over the Saints a few weeks back. The players were in Matt Rule's corner. They were fired, according to David Tepper, without the conversation, right? He never went to the players and said, do you guys want me to keep Matt Rule? Do you want to move on from Matt Rule? He never asked. He just made the decision. And fine, he's the owner. That's his prerogative. And frankly, I think most of us agreed with that decision. But the Eagles went after they fired Chip Kelly, and they asked about, you know, what are you guys looking for? Who do you want? And they ended up with Doug Peterson. The Giants did not do that. After they fired Ben McAdoo in season, they got Pat Shermer. That didn't work up. Then they fired Joe Judge in season, and they got Brian Dabble. How's Brian Dabble working out for the Giants right now? Well, he's 4-1, and one and he just beat the Packers. I'd say it's going okay. It gives you some advantages in that you can have a more team-wide discussion. You have more time to really compile the list of who's coming in. But I also think, and I mentioned this on the Monday pod, Lonzo, it gives you the opportunity to do a, a a more thorough evaluation of who you already have. And I'm not just talking about Steve Wilkes. I'm talking from the top down. It gives you an opportunity to do a more thorough evaluation of who's in-house, which I think gives you the best opportunity to make the right decision as to who's next. Well, and the thing about who's in-house, in his uh, press conference yesterday, uh, Tepper was asked, uh, the trade line, the deadline's coming up. Is there a possibility of moving some players? So I, they're basically asking, is he willing to rebuild uh, for 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 future draft picks by moving some people out of there? So not only is there a possibility of moving out coaches, there's a possibility of moving out players. Some of the uh, some of the better players on the team. Are you willing to say, you know what, this season is a wash. We're going to rebuild this whole thing. Uh, next year, we're probably going to have a good shot at getting a a high draft pick, and it's a good quarterback crop coming out. Maybe it's time to move some guys around. That's what we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks. It is, as far as I'm concerned, for Steve Wilkes primarily. This is an all-the-job audition, right? Nobody expects him to go out and win 10 games through the end of the year. Nobody yeah, but that. how bare will the kitchen be for him to work with. I agree, but like, isn't that kind of, for, for me, and we, we talked about this Monday too, like I'm a big psychology of sports guy, isn't that kind of the intrigue here, right? Like kind of the interest for me in Steve Wilkes taking over as the uh, as the HC interim here is that things aren't great in Charlotte. And we all know that. Anybody who is trying to tell you that things are just fine is obviously a liar. They're not good. But, don't you kind of want a head coach who can point the ship in the right direction when it's on fire, right? Like, that's kind of what I'm looking for. It is an opportunity for Steve Wilkes to say to David Tepper, things are bad, the kitchen is bare, everything's on fire, and yet I still moved us in a positive direction. Or for the flip side to be tr- come to, to, to come true here, maybe – the Carolina Panthers fail 
with Steve Wilkes here, right? Maybe it becomes evident that the 3-13 and 13 in Arizona, maybe it wasn't just because the Cardinals were a dumpster fire. Maybe Steve Wilkes isn't that good, and you've done two things. Number one, you've eliminated Steve Wilkes from contention for that job, and number two, you got yourself a draft pick on the way. All right, so, so who's, who's a better team uh, when, he, when he took them over? Is it Arizona or is it Carolina? I don't know that I could pick one of the two. I really don't. I mean, Josh Rosen was the quarterback in Arizona. Is that an upgrade from an uh, from PJ Walker and Baker Mayfield? Some would say yes. Some would also not. Yeah. You and I, let's not pretend. The, yeah, I'm not like going. I'm not going to say that. Right. Let's not pretend like you and I both weren't very high on Baker Mayfield when he showed up. By right? the way, we I still am in the right system. I think he would do fine. And we'll see. I mean, again, I don't know. I, I, there is some level of blame on play calling. There is some level of play. Like I said, at the end of the day, it is not on on Ben McAdoo to get uh, Baker Mayfield to hit open receivers. That's on Baker Mayfield. That's his job, right? So I, I, there's some there's some blame to go around. Even here. against San Francisco there, and that defense, which was the number one defense, Baker was hitting some passes, and they looked good when he did. So it's not like this is a guy without talent. I might say that about Josh Rosen. Right. So, so, and I guess that's what I'm pointing out here is was was when Wilkes took over the Cardinals, it was a mound of trash that was on fire. It was that bad. And so you get the opportunity here, if you are the Panthers, to either go, hey, maybe Steve Wilkes is the guy. Maybe he pointed Arizona fans wanted him to stay around after a three and thirteen season. Maybe he is the guy. Maybe Arizona was was right as a fan base and wrong as a franchise. And maybe this is the guy we should move on with. Or he stinks up the field. We lose the rest of our games. We get the number one overall draft pick. And we've eliminated the possibility of Steve Wilkes staying on. And we get to move on to the next round of guys. And on top of that, keep in mind, because if that's the case and you got to fill the HC void, how much more enticing is Carolina as a head coaching spot if when you're talking to whoever your group of candidates is, you go, by the way, we want you here. And if you pick us, you get to pick the first overall draft pick in the draft this year. That is a nice little enticing piece of the puzzle the good news is, for the first time this year, I kind of feel like we're in a win-win spot here, to be honest. See, I, I get all that, and depending on how bare the cupboard is by the end of the year, if you keep the same guys, you've got some talent on the team that will also help to entice a decent coach. If you don't, if you get rid of guys and all you have to throw out there is the number one draft pick, well, you're not going to get a name. You're going to have to bring in a coordinator or you're going to have to do what you did last time and bring in a college guy because a name is going to look at this and go, I can't win with that. And that is going to be interesting because coming up in the next segment, we are going to talk about this because there's a chance some of our names might be on the move. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying there's a chance. And we'll talk about that coming up here in just a couple of minutes in the very next segment. But before we get there, couple of things, a couple of other things that I wanted to throw out there. And I wanted to talk about uh, the press conference from David Tepper just a bit. You watched a lot of it. And there were a couple of parts I'm very curious in. Uh, David Tepper said that winning breeds culture. Cool. Agree with that. 
But then he said he inherited a team without a winning track record. Basically, he said, hey, look, I'm the victim here. I bought a bad team. Things have been bad, and that's not on me. I bought a team that was already in the dregs, and I got to lift them up. And, 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 and my reaction to that, Lonzo, was met with near violence, and here's why. David Tepper as an owner is 23 and 47. That is the worst stretch of 70 games in the franchise's history. They were better before David Tepper got here. They were better than that. This is a team that has played in the Super Bowl, that has four NFC Championship appearances, and you're trying to sell us that you took over a dumpster fire? And are trying to fix it? My guy, we had way more success in Charlotte than we ever did until you showed up. Now, I'm not saying Tep's a bad owner. I'm certainly not saying he's a good one. I am saying this is a load of crap. No, I, I agree with him to a degree. I absolutely do. Uh, the, did the Panthers go to the Super Bowl a couple of times? Did they have some winning seasons? Yes, but not consistently. And 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 pretty much not in a row. It, it, them doing well was more on the odd side than them doing poorly. And a lot of that had to do with Ron Rivera. You can go back to like George Seifert. There's some coaches that have not done well since – and this franchise hasn't been around that long. I mean, it's been around a couple decades, but but still – they're actually doing better than than Jacksonville has done when they – if I recall, they came into the league together. But they kept Ron Rivera around. He would start out like one and – Four, one and five, like what's going on right now. Then he would pick up and they'd win enough at the end of the season to keep him his job. And everyone was pro Rivera, who's a nice guy. By the way, I've interviewed him. He's a nice guy. But he wasn't that much more of a winner than the other guys. He just, every few years, he would get a good team. And this, this team, uh, overall, does this team have a history of winning? I would say no. I mean, uh, not they have a consistent been to more history. Super Bowls than the New Orleans Saints. That's true. They have been more than the Atlanta Falcons. Are they consistent? Every year do you go in and go, okay, the Panthers have got a shot to, to win the NFC South? From 2013 till 2016, the Panthers won three consecutive NFC South titles and had the sixth highest winning percentage in the NFL. So wow. now, now I'm not saying I'm not saying from three, start of the franchise three, until three tap, good years. I mean that's I mean but yeah, okay three back to back division to th- sorry back to back to back division titles and the sixth highest winning percentage in the NFL over that same span of time. I mean I, I I guess more consistency would make you the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Dallas Cowboys maybe, but I would say we were in the middle of a heater until the Richardson stuff broke and he got forced out and Tepper took over. Which, by the way, yes, good. Uh, I'm good with there, that. There was, there was starting to be a quarterback problem then. And I think a lot of this stems to not being able to find the right quarterback for the franchise. Here, here's the point that I agree. But here's here's what I'm here's what I'm saying here. Uh, David Tepper has been in charge of the team for five years now, six years now. By the way, you make me so sound so pro-management. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, it's kill- it's, it's killing it's killing me. It's interesting. Big fan of LexCore over here. Uh David Tepper's been in charge of the team for what, five, six years now? All I'm saying is this. My man, like I know it's your team. And I know you own the team and and so technically you can just do whatever you want. 
I don't think you have really uh, earned the right to talk down about the culture of this franchise, right? Like Tepper was, for, for, and, and I've heard this before, and again, one of those things that I've heard multiple anecdotes, enough smoke that I justify saying that there might be a fire. But like Tepper at one point wanted to get rid of the keep pounding phrase, right? He wanted to move on to something else and had some absolute failure doozies in in, in trying to push some new tags. Um, I don't know that you've really done enough that you can be the guy that comes in and tries to change the culture, right? Like here's it. You want to know what the first thought that I had was? I would love to stick David Tepper in front of Luke Keekley, in front of Steve Smith, in front of Jake DeLome, in front of some of the Panther greats. I'd love to stick him in a room with those guys and have him tell them, hey, this franchise is a bunch of losers and I'm here to do better and just see what their reaction would be. What do we, What do you think Steve Smith would say if David Tepper told him the run they had before he showed up was a bunch of losers? I don't know. I think Steve kind of works for them now. So, I, I mean, I, I'm not positive, but I believe he does. <laughs> so probably would have a different reaction than what you think. Here's the and, – and, and here and I'm making jokes about it, but here's the other thing that happened that was kind of crazy to me. In that presser, and I don't know if you caught this or not, Lonzo. I feel like it would have stuck out to you, but maybe not. He took credit for bringing live music to Charlotte. Not like I brought this band or that band or did this. He took credit for bringing live music to Charlotte. Did he not bring live music to Charlotte? No, I'm pretty sure live music's been in Charlotte for a very long but, time. But he brought some there, though. I mean, he didn't say I brought some live music to Charlotte. He said, I brought live music to Charlotte. He basically said, Charlotte had no culture before I got here. And, and, and the problem that I have here is that David Tepper is doing a phenomenal job of claiming that everybody else is causing the problems except him. And I'm not saying they're all on him, but I'm saying, dude, you're the owner. You're responsible. Take right. responsibility. All right. So the main thing that that I caught from the press conference was pretty much him saying he lets the football people run the football. So yeah, he makes the ultimate decision to hire the people who do the running of of the football, but uh, operations. But it's up to those people, the people who are football people, to make the thing successful. I don't disagree. An, an owner or 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 like like a VP of a place or a president, they can only do so much. They have to delegate, and the next level has to take care of it. And if the next level doesn't take care of it, yeah, ultimately it's on you, but you counted on those people to to uh, move the thing in the right direction, and they haven't done that. I don't disagree, but remember, Te- uh, Matt Rule was Tepper's pick. Right, I trust you to get it done. But if you keep putting guys into that spot that can't get it done, eventually I got to go, yeah, but your job is to put guys there. who, And so you're not doing your yeah, job. Yeah, but you can't fire an owner.